Duke Energy presents Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Hello and welcome to another edition of Central Indiana Today. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to be talking to the folks from Putnam County Tourism. But first, Eric Salazar, did I say that right? Uh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's our goal here. We just want to get mostly right. You know, if, it, if it's close, that's good enough. Now, uh, Eric contacted me, said, hey, you know what? I used to go to Brownsburg High School and uh, I have... Uh, what you didn't say this, but uh, judging on uh, some of the stuff that I've seen of you, kind of a unique talent, unique vision, I guess you could say. Hmm. Uh, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. First, let's get to know Eric first. Now, I've already said you went to Brownsburg High School, right? Yeah, yes, I did. Class of '09. Oh, okay. So yes. not that long ago. Not that long. Not like me. I mean, <laughs> that was way long ago. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Now, you did you grow up here? I did, yeah. I, I was born and raised here, went to uh, White Lick Elementary, then mm. later Cardinal, and middle school and high school here. Gotcha. And from there, went into college. Yes, yeah. I went to Ball State University for a bachelor's degree in music performance, and then I went on to get a master's degree in music performance from Bowling Green State University, which is in Ohio, right. near Toledo. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, I mean, you were in band in, in high school, and <laughs> yes. of course, you know, continued those studies. But where did that come from? Did you come from a family of musicians, or is this something that you just discovered on your own? Actually, it came from Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. I'm a cartoon nut. Go ahead. Yeah, so my family, uh, no one's a musician in my family. My grandpa on my dad's side was a dancer. Hmm. Um, but I remember watching Tom and Jerry every day. It was one of the few things that my mom could do to get me to be quiet, <laughs> was put me in front of Tom and Jerry. And there's all kinds of classical music in Tom and Jerry. And yeah. I, I distinctly remember, I'm pretty sure it was Rhapsody in Blue was in mm -hmm. one of the episodes, which has a really great jazzy clarinet solo in it. And I remember listening to that and going, wow, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then in general music in elementary school, eventually I learned that the clarinet is what does that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so then when it was time to uh, choose instruments uh, in sixth grade, you had the option of doing band. And I went and I told them I was going to play clarinet. And they asked me if I wanted to try, you know, saxophone or drums. Everyone wants to play drums. No, only clarinet <laughs> for me. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because... Um, only my close friends know that I am a, a classic cartoon nut. And uh, it's one of the things like from, say, the Looney Tunes era from uh, the 40s on up into the early 60s, very uh, early 60s, the cartoons, uh, the Bugs Bunny, the, the Daffy Duck, all that kind of stuff, the background music, I don't think people realize how much they actually carry the story, how much they carry the, when somebody's getting hit with an anvil or whatever, you know, right, yeah. it's really that background music that makes a difference. And as things progressed into like, uh, say, the 70s, 80s and stuff like that, and they tried to recapture that, it never sounded right to me. And it was, wasn't until I was older I realized depending on the era that they were trying to incorporate disco music or whatever mm. the case is, mm -hmm. you know, something modern off of a synthesizer. But it was that orchestra 
sound, uh, you know, that the di- musical directors did with the classic cartoons that really carried that. And like you, made me appreciate instrumentation, mm. um, not only in cartoons, but in movies, too. And is that kind of what happened with you? I mean, did you start to take notice as you started watching movies? It's kind of like watch, who would watch Friday the 13th without the, the, <laughs> that violin or whatever, those yeah. hit orchestra hits you know, or, or something like that. It totally takes away from it when you take all that music right. out, right? Yeah, and, and the really cool part about that era with Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry was there was no, things were not digital yet in terms of recording. So when right. you made a sound effect, it was inventors and engineers hitting different objects that they thought sounded like what was going to happen. And nowadays you can use all of these digital effects to produce some really unique and colorful sounds. But back then, if you wanted the sound of an anvil, you had to go record someone hitting an anvil. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, that, I think that has always sort of shaped me. I've always enjoyed the music that's behind TV and cartoons and film. And then when I got a little older and started playing video games, I got really into that kind of music as well. Now, is your new music, uh, I'm sorry, is your new cartoon hero Squidward? (laughs) (laughs) That's what everyone says, especially when I go and teach kids. They call me Squidward. (laughs) Like it or not, you kind of get stuck with that. (laughs) Now, let's explain why that is, because the clarinet is your instrument of choice. Right. And um, you... How do I say this? In fact, I believe one of uh, the reviews of you said that you're not traditional with with, uh, the clarinet. Tell us why. Yeah, so most of my work takes concepts of classical music and smashes it together with a modern approach. So a lot of my work combines classical instruments with modern electronics like synthesizers. And I actually have a pickup mic that I put inside of my clarinet and I connect it to pedals like what a guitarist would do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll, convine, I'll combine uh, my clarinet sound with effects pedals to get like a chorus effect or a, even sometimes distortion if I really, if the piece really calls for it. But yes, I, I've been called unconventional because a lot of what I do takes the elegance of that classical tradition of composed music and blends it with a modern approach of doing things by ear. And I also focus really hard on bringing uh, art music, modern art music, classical music, into places where it's not normally being listened to. Mm -hmm. So into these live spaces where people aren't expecting to hear it, that's something I find a lot of satisfaction in, especially when they like it. <laughs> <laughs> they find that they do like it, you know. Right, so, oh, yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, and of course, a lot of that probably fits in well with uh, film production, right? And you've right. done some of that, I think, one's mm-hmm. coming out of you this week or next week, is that uh, right? Yeah, it released uh, February 10th. Oh, okay. Uh, Snag in the Plan original soundtrack. It's a uh, a film score I wrote to a short documentary that was filmed in the Hoosier National Park, the Hoosier National Forest, and it it tells the story of this specific kind of bat, a northern long-ear bat that is really on the verge of extinction. And it's a very interesting documentary that sort of explains what's going on in terms of logging with the forest Mm -hmm. and how it's affecting specifically those bats, but sort of steps back towards the end, 
with a wider scope sure. and explains the you ecosystem know, effect. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's coming. It's already out. But uh, is there a place? How can folks see that? Yeah. So it's available on all major streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. It's available on all of those. Okay. Now, um, you're also speaking from experience. You're a musician, that means you've chosen a life of poverty for whatever reason. <laughs> the reason I know that is because you're also involved in a nonprofit, which right. goes hand in hand with uh, saving you from a life of prosperity there. Uh, tell us a little bit about the nonprofit. Yes, yeah, so I am the assistant director of community engagement and teaching artist with classical music indie. So, and you hear that name, it might not sound familiar, but if you've lived in central Indiana for a long time, you might know us as the Fine Arts Society of Indianapolis. Ah. So we're a 50-year-old organization, 51 years old now, and we were originally the Fine Arts Society of Indianapolis, and we were the only classical music broadcast entity at the time of our uh, founding. And over the years, we've morphed. And a few years ago, we went through a name change called, and we're now Classical Music Indie. And when we did that name change, we expanded the scope of what we do to go beyond radio and also do community outreach uh, programming in central Indiana. So my role there is to design outreach programs where we are bringing classical music, live classical music, to people that don't typically have access to live music. And I also design our educational programs, which focus on teaching elementary age kids how to compose music. Wow. I guess this would be mostly for uh, Marion County, inside Marion County folks. Uh, Typically, uh, we have an urban focus, at least with our educational programs. Uh, But we are, we've we've done some in... uh, Hendricks County, we have a program called our Senior Concert Series where mm-hmm. we go to nursing homes and assisted living facilities because the residents there are unable to travel. Sure. Yeah. So we bring the music to them. I seem to recall we last year in 2019, we did go to a place in Lebanon, uh, Indiana. Okay. So we're central Indiana focus, mainly Marion County, you're correct, but yeah. we do go beyond that every okay. once in a while. How many pieces can you take with you when you go to a place like a, a, a retirement home? Yeah, so we stick to ensembles of one to four musicians. Mm. So we bring sort of the string quartet is about the biggest that we get, and we typically play for about an hour. And at that one, the Senior Concert Series, a big focus of that is having conversations in addition to having the music. Because outside of physical health, which we can't help with, one of the biggest concerns for that population is feelings of social isolation. Yeah. And so we, it's part of the program that our musicians go and they play, and then they also stay and talk with the residents there. Because hmm. we, uh, we can't cure and we're not therapists, but we can temporarily, at least for that day, alleviate some of that feeling of isolation. Yeah, makes perfect sense. That sounds great. Uh, being a nonprofit, you probably rely a lot on donations. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, grant funding and individual contributions. Yeah. yeah. Now, if folks want to make a donation or they just want to know more about your organization, what do they need to do? Uh, they can go to classicalmusicindie.org. 
And if folks want more of Eric's music, <laughs> what uh, what can they do? Do you have a website or something like that? I do, yeah. If people want to learn more, they can go to ericsalazarclarinet.com. Okay. And, of course, there's lots of stuff we haven't even touched on, some of your hobbies and things. Then uh, you've worked with other radio stations, too, and God bless you for helping <laughs> us out on that and getting us uh, a broader audience. So. Um, and, and folks can get more information about all of that on your website. And mm-hmm. uh, you have like, uh, it's probably contact information there that people say, hey, yep. I want to talk to him more about this, whatever whatever it is. So, yep. All right, there you go. Eric Salazar, he has been our guest. We certainly do appreciate you being our guest today on Central Indiana Today. Thank you for having me. Well, as promised, here she is. It's Gail Smith. She is on the Putnam Tourism Board. Is that the right way to say it? Putnam County. Putnam County, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tourism Board. And she's here to talk about uh, some things going on in Greencastle here in just a minute. But first, I want to get to know Gail a little bit. How is Gail today? Gail's fine. Good. Thank you, Shane. (laughs) Glad to to, uh, have you here today. This is the first time you've been uh, on the radio station here, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And... uh, being on the uh, tourism board for uh, Putnam County, what what are some of the so what are some of the goals that you guys have? Well, our goals are to bring tourism to our county. We have a lot of different things that tourists can do, but more than anything, we like to bring music, arts and culture, and um, sports to our community. So. Um, my goal with all the things that I'm involved in is to bring people to downtown mm. and spend the night and uh, actually stay a day or two. Now, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Stay here, yeah. look around, and then come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always the goal to get them to come back, right? Right, right. What are some of the big things that uh, you guys promote throughout the year? Well, we have a wonderful First Friday um, event that happens in downtown Greencastle from April through October, Mm. and it's on First Friday, and it includes the entire downtown, and we have uh, probably close to a 1,000 people, and we have three bands playing in different areas outside, and food, and beverages, and it's just for the entire family, and mm. it's a great gathering. Yeah. Uh, something big coming up this Saturday, though, is uh, something you've been looking forward to, I understand. Uh, I'll let you go go into more detail, but it's kind of a combination of things we're going to talk about. The Shamrock, is that 5K? Yes, And yes. also the, the, the Greencastle Music Fest. Yes. So I'll let you take it from there. Tell us okay. all about it. Well, I'll just update. The Greencastle Music Fest is a big event that happens in downtown Greencastle in the month of August. This year, it's August 21st and 22nd. And what that Music Fest does is just bring people from all over to enjoy our downtown and the wonderful entertainment that we provide. And in the we've been doing this for 10 years. Last year, we had close to 4,000 people in mm. two days. So it's really an event that people look forward to and people travel to. So that is really what I'm trying to raise funds for. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Shamrock 5K comes into play. Okay. It's a fundraiser 
for the Music Fest, and it's coming up on Saturday, March the 7th, mm-hmm. begins at 10 o'clock, and the the run and walk starts downtown Greencastle and goes south till the De, the DePaul University campus mm-hmm. and runs around the campus and comes back downtown to the finish line where we will have awards and we have a live band playing and we have free beer for each walker and runner that's over 21 and of course food. So it's it's a wonderful event, and the fun part about it is it's promoting St. Patrick's Day, so hopefully everybody comes out in their swag <laughs> and uh, their funny costumes because we're going to give awards for that, too. Oh, excellent. Now let's get into some more details. First off, is Gail going to be running this race? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you being an organizer, I'm sure you're going to yeah, be Yeah, I have other responsibilities. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, is this a rain or shine event? Yes, it is. So yes, we it may is. be out running in the snow. We may be out running in the rain. We hopefully will be out running in the sunshine. I hope it's sunshine. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, of course, you said free bear. Uh, what is required? You have to show ID? Absolutely, yes. You have to get an ID band. You have to be 21 or over. Over in order to get a free beer. Okay. But, and you get one free beer. <laughs> okay, well, just one. But you don't necessarily have to be over 21 to race, is that correct? No, no, it's for everybody. And and you don't have to run either. You can walk, um, but it's for everybody, any age group. Okay, excellent. And, of course, a little food there you said on the side mm-hmm, as well. Yes, yes. Almost Home will be there serving ribeye steak sandwiches and pork burgers. And then we'll have some fun drinks in the beer garden. And uh, it's... It's just going to be a wonderful event for the middle of the day. Okay. Uh, Almost Home, That's uh, we certainly do want to thank them. Of course, you're involved with Almost Home, is that yes, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, been an owner for 30 years, and um, they're celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. So, uh, yeah. Excellent. Uh, if folks want more information about this, what do they need to do? I would go to the GreencastleMusicFest.com. And on that website, there's information about the Shamrock, and there's also information about the Music Fest. So that's where I would recommend people go for more information. Okay. And then, of course, just in uh, Putnam County as a whole, what's going on in Putnam County? If they want to know, they would go to the Tourism Board's website, right? Yes. They would go to goputnam.com. Okay. And they can get updates, uh, I assume, probably through a mailing list Mm -hmm. or something like that? Oh, yes. Yes. You need to – I would recommend that they – uh, give the give the tourism board their email, mm. and then they will get information about all the things going on in Putnam County. And with the university being there, there are a lot of things that you would be surprised that happen in Putnam County. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right, and of course, this some of this is on Facebook, I would assume. Yes, yes. All of this stuff. So all you got to do is search for it. It's easy to find, I'm sure. Just look up Shamrock. Uh, 5K or also the uh, Greencastle Music Fest or Putnam County Tourism and I'm sure all of that information is there. Now if folks want more information uh, what's the website for the Visitors Bureau? It's goputnam.com Okay and of course if folks uh, say they're not computer savvy or something like that what's the number they can call? Yes the number is 765 653 
800-242-8743. Okay. Did we cover everything? I think so. All right. And of course, if you missed any, you missed any of that information, you can give me a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to get you in touch with Gail and she's going to help you out. Or Laura Hatton, by the way. Uh, they're going to help you out ASAP, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Gail, thanks for being our guest today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray.